You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. So what about the family situation? Because you brought a son into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, you went through the health issues you went through and ended up getting pregnant mm-hmm. and having a beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now you have technically a blended family. Mm-hmm. And so what was that dynamic like for you guys? Back in the day, mm-hmm. it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't particularly like Austin's dad. Austin's, so Austin's dad was my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant on one mother at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't you marry him? That's what people always want to mm-hmm. know. Um, as high school seniors, we looked at each other and I asked him, are we going to be married forever? Because we t- were talking about getting married. And he looked at me and he said, probably not. We didn't get along that great. Right. And I knew how I felt mm-hmm. with my dad giving me up and mm-hmm. we're being weird. So I said, instead of hurting him in kindergarten or mm-hmm. second grade, what if we never got married mm-hmm. and this was just the way life always was? Right. And, you know, he, we, he thought about it too. And we decided that's, that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when culture would have said, Hey, you guys need to get married and make right. it right. We wouldn't have made it. We, no. we would have and gotten divorced. so much more damage would have been incurred. Yeah. To him, uh-huh. to the son. Absolutely. So, um, we never and got to both ma- of you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the damage of divorce, the mm-hmm. pain of divorce mm-hmm. and it would have been a downhill spiral. We would have said a lot time. more hurtful things. Exactly. So that was actually wisdom. He moved away uh, uh-huh. when Austin was in second grade okay. and then Austin would go away for the summer and then he would come back and the rules were different and child support and yeah. the, the amount should be different. And what about in the summertime when he's here? You know, all of these mm-hmm. things and conversations and reasons to disagree. Mm-hmm. And I want him on this holiday. There's all of these things when he's younger. Um, Austin and David had a unique connection. Hmm. He always called, he asked David from the first year we were married, um, can I call you Papa? Mm. So he has a Papa and uh-huh. he has a dad. Yeah. And they're different people. Love it. And Papa and dad didn't necessarily get along because they kind of annoyed each other mm-hmm. a little bit in the early years. And then as Austin grew and we figured things out, actually last Thanksgiving, Austin's dad's family and our family traveled to New York together. Mm. We used our hotel points to pay for their hotel. Mm-hmm. And we went to New York City for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and did Thanksgiving together as one family. I love that. And had a great time. Yeah. Oh, that's an unbelievable, beautiful testimony in and of itself. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about being uh, a woman in uh, ministry, in leadership for a minute, and ask you, what do you feel like has been some of the biggest obstacles Mm. that you've had to overcome in that position? I remember, so when we first started that, the second campus, way back in 2008, Mm -hmm. we were running about 2,000 people. Mm -hmm. We opened this other campus in this, like, uh, reception hall. Mm -hmm. So they're having wedding receptions on Saturday night, and we're having church on Sunday morning. And we didn't think people would be there, and a bunch of people came, and then the, the crowd thinned out a little bit, and then God gave us a building, and... I remember when we lost a whole row of people and we called them the drunk row because 
they found us on television, Mm -hmm. but they said we would just sit around our cul-de-sac in our uh, lounge chairs, our folding chairs, our yard chairs. We'd bring our yard chairs out, sit around the cul-de-sac and all get drunk together while the kids played in the Mm cul-de-sac. So we just, we called them the drunk row. That was their testimony. Then they found us, started coming to church. Right. Well, then they found out that women weren't supposed to lead churches. Mm. And they made that wholly, very informed decision that we were doing it wrong. Okay. And they all left the church at one time. So mm-hmm. it's like these 12 people and all their kids right. left the church at one time. Yeah. And I just looked at my husband and I said, how does the drunk row think they're going to give us a theology lesson? Right. <laughs> but yet it had come to them with such conviction that yeah. it, this just can't happen this way. Mm. So what you can't be do you can't do is be moved by your haters. Right. Um, Joel Osteen is a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And I remember Joel <laughs> and his sweet little voice mm-hmm. talking to David and I one time in his front yard. And he just said, y'all, you'll only be as big as as much hate as you can tolerate. Mm. That's a great statement. He gets so much hate. He really is oh. that sweet. Yeah, I can imagine how much hate he gets. We've, he doesn't read his own Twitter stuff. He doesn't read it. He said, you know, I just don't f- see any value in, in even seeing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there were pastors, big name pastors that you would probably know the name mm-hmm. of that came out against him in the media, preached messages on YouTube against him. Oh yeah. I've heard some of them. And I've their churches are gone. They had churches turning into denominations mm-hmm. and their churches are gone. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to come back later after all that happened and apologize. Mm. And they wanted an appointment to apologize to Joel. And Joel said, you know, I don't think we need that meeting because I don't think you got anything to apologize for. Mm-hmm. I think we're just fine. <laughs> but he never let any of the hate or you owe me that. Apo- or, yeah, right. come on in. Let's talk. Not an never ounce of that. Yeah. Not an ounce of that. So why can he fill stadiums right. and have 75% of the people stand up and pray the salvation prayer? Right. Because he can tolerate a lot of hate. hmm that is such a great statement. I love that. And so it's just, what are we looking at? Yeah. It's the, the Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. not on the negative Instagram comments. You mm-hmm. know, it's wild on that particular post with the mm-hmm. 1,255 comments. I wanted to respond. Oh, yeah. And say, her legs were atrophied, mm-hmm. but God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going to say snarky things, I think. <laughs> maybe maybe I would have said a little snarky stuff but I wasn't intending to fight right I was intending to quote-unquote defend God right but for some reason to this day Instagram will not allow me to respond to the comments wow I don't know why wow so it might be heaven yeah <laughs> it might be protecting me from right engaging wh- something that has no bearing what what profits exactly to engage with a fool right but if we spend all our time thinking about the fool and mm-hmm. the foolish oh, so true doesn't make us wise it doesn't so i could spend my time that the same person who didn't like joel was very against female leadership in the church mm-hmm. and started reaching out to us mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm scratching mm-hmm. my head right now. You can't see it because I, it made me very nervous. Sure, sure. Um, because he was so against women leadership in the church. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't decide if I lead. And here's the thing that might freak you out, Cookie. I don't decide if I lead. Right. Now, I can decide if I will be a willing vessel or not. That's right. But I don't get to decide if I lead. Um, 
one of the conversations, so I was at another church conference Mm -hmm. just um, a month or two ago, and they did a panel on women in leadership. And they, uh, this particular church, it's one of the biggest churches in the country, Mm -hmm. and husband and wife lead as co-senior pastors. Mm -hmm. And she speaks, but she probably only speaks a few times a year, maybe six times a year. Mm -hmm. Um, But she has a a platform role in the church, and Mm -hmm. they lost some people in the church because of it. And so they were talking about walking through those doors and being bold and Mm -hmm. not giving up. And I think that is a very um, important part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But then I mentioned to her too, I said, Hey, here's a part I'd love to maybe address in the future. Mm -hmm. If you, if you pray about it, feel good about it. Sometimes because people know I'm a a woman in a strong leadership role, they come up to me and they say, Hey, I'm called to do what you're called to do. And so I'm just working on getting those doors open and walking through those doors. And like, Everything inside me wants to panic. Right. I'm like, ah. You don't know what you're saying. Uh, but we're not called to open the doors. Yeah. You know, the the Bible says. That's right. I will open a door and no man can shut that door. Exactly. I have never once asked to speak at our church. Mm-hmm. One time in 2007, I told my husband, I said, we don't have a women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Would it be okay if we did a women's conference? Mm-hmm. That's the closest I ever I've gotten in the history of our church to ask to speak. Even now, if we decide to stream one way or another, or if it's him or me, mm-hmm. my husband leads the church. Anything with two heads is a monster. He leads the church. I'm the co-senior pastor, but he's the senior senior pastor. Right. So anything that I do, I have to be brave. Mm-hmm. I have to be courageous. Mm-hmm. I have to be willing to take the step. I have to be willing to take the heat. Yeah. I have to be willing to take the hate, mm-hmm. but I can't push. Right. Because what flesh creates, flesh has to maintain. God bless you. I love that you keep that before you. Because I think it's so easy to get functioning in leadership. Mm. And, I mean, let's face it. We all have certain levels of, lack of a better word, ambition. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's easy when you get in the mode of mm-hmm. forward momentum to to step into that push mode. Mm -hmm. My husband and I were just talking about this recently because of the shift in our structure. He was the senior pastor. I was the co-senior pastor. Mm -hmm. Now I'm the CEO and he's Mm -hmm. coming alongside to help me. And so we're talking about the differences in roles and how we function in this season. And, and one of the things we were saying, we were checking ourselves, you know, and I'm asking him, do you feel like I've ever pushed you? Do you feel like I've ever just said, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And he was like, you know what? I think people probably think you do because it is your nature mm-hmm. to move and to move forward, and it's not mine. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, I think people probably think you do. He said, but people also don't know that it takes dynamite to blast me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm not going to move no matter how somebody pushes me unless I know it's God. Mm. So. I would have to hear God's voice and what you're saying for me to move forward in it yeah. kind of thing, you know? And yeah. so we were talking about that, that whole, that whole heart, that whole thought process, that whole mentality mm-hmm. of checking constantly, Lord, is this you doing this? Mm-hmm. Is this you moving forward in mm-hmm. this? Or am I just trying to make something happen? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I had a friend that used to say, be careful. You're stepping out there in an area where the spirit of God can't support you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, good. and I always loved that because like, Oh yeah. Cause I could really run out there, you know, those cartoons where they run out into the, 
middle of the Grand Canyon in the air and then they stop and go, oh, <laughs> you know? And so that's kind of what I think of. I, I have a tendency that I could do that mm-hmm. by nature mm-hmm. and I have to constantly be checking my heart and my motives. Is this what God's asking me to do? And so I value that you say that that's a focus that you maintain and have from the beginning. Well, Tommy Barnett, who pastors a huge assembly of God yeah. church in Phoenix, he said, it's not the God things that got me. It was the good things <laughs> yeah. that got me. Isn't that right? So it's there's a difference it. between a good idea and a God idea. Mm-hmm. And one of them is what we're called to do. And the other one is called to distract us. Exactly. I just did a whole message last year um, that took us on staying in focus. Mm. Okay. I know we're coming down to the wire, so I want to I want to address two things first. Um, well, three things, if that's cool. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, first of all, I know that the Word of God and prayer, of course, foundational to uh, influencing and moving mm-hmm. forward. We just talked about that, knowing what the will of God is and staying true to it, staying mm-hmm. focused to it. But other than those things, have there been leaders or teachings mm-hmm. or specific books or mm-hmm. some source of inspiration mm-hmm. for you as a woman in ministry, mm-hmm. not just a leader, but a woman mm-hmm. in ministry? You know, one, uh, one of the devotionals, a uh, pastor friend gave me Jesus Calling mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, I remember that. And it's written by a woman. Mm-hmm. And as I opened up the book to read it. We were planning a trip to France and that is where she was when she wrote a lot of this. And she had gone to Covenant Theological Seminary, which is in St. Louis, Missouri. Are you kidding me? And she talked about going to Covenant Theological Seminary. So I knew this book was timed Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. And it is a book that will speak to me a lot from to the point where I read it every year and I read it in a different pen color Uh and I mark it up like crazy and I always mark you know, like today I'm in red ink and my red ink, I always put a 19 on every mm-hmm. other page. So I knew this, this is what God spoke to me in 2019 through mm-hmm. this book. So she stirs a spiritual hunger on the inside of me. And then, um, a lot of the leadership, like I have a strong foundation in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and without that strong faith foundation, mm-hmm. which that teaching was quote unquote popular, mm-hmm. um, in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. but today is not quote unquote popular. And actually some folks who were kind of part of that even denounce it a bit. Oh really? I didn't know that. Mm, Yeah. Wow. And, um, I would say some people got the message a little bit, you know, sure. Skewed. Yeah. Just a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, but you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. That's right. And without those faith principles, Mm -hmm. we would not be Mm -hmm. who we are today because it takes massive faith mm-hmm. Agreed. to do things in ministry. Right now we're in the biggest spiritual battle we've ever been in. And our whole life has led up to now mm-hmm. because the last church that we planted, we opened the doors in January. The last weekend of January was in Ferguson, Florissant, right. um, which has been called the Center for Racial Tension in America. Right. It's where the riots were. Mm-hmm. And this church is actually in response to the racial riots. Amen. So we came up against a demonic power. People might be like, whoa, hold up, check. If you don't believe in demonic powers, read your Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> just go just go on, get right up in your Bible. Um, because, you know, that's what that's what Daniel was fighting. Right. Right? We fight against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in that's high right. places. We came up against a demonic mm-hmm. force of racism. Mm-hmm. And we have been dealing with that 
in the spirit and it has manifested itself physically Mm -hmm. in four out of five weeks churches in st louis can't have church because of snow and ice Um, it's manifested itself coming after staff members physically Mm -hmm. it's manifested itself in so many different ways so it takes immense faith because you're like well i don't want a cadillac it ain't about your cadillac that's right it's about your call that's right and if God, if the enemy can shift you mm. off of a message because there's a tear in the wheat. Right. So you have to get out the tears, but you have to grasp the principles. And those are probably the most important spiritual principles mm-hmm. that have been planted in my life by great faith leaders. I never got to know Buddy Harrison. Um, he'd gone to heaven by the time I'd been introduced to this whole right. world. And I'm so sad about it. Um, but those faith principles with me, I got you, baby, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying that the people listening to your podcast, they need to dig in Yep, like with pen and paper Mm -hmm. and take copious notes Mm -hmm. because there's, there's good, there's good teachings. Absolutely. But then there's life and death teachings. That's right. And this is a life and death teaching. Agreed. So let me ask you this. I, I misunderstood you at first when you were talking about that, um, you know, some things got skewed and that it, it had been come against. I thought you were referring to the book you had read mm-hmm. from her. I, I, did, I, no. I apologize no. for my confusion. But um, what I wanted to ask you was, um, do you feel like there is or are some specific faith teachers, preachers, ministers that mm-hmm. really speak to your heart that are kind of go-to for you? Brother Copeland yeah. is our spiritual father, mm-hmm. and we make no bones about it. Yep. We make it public. Um, a lot of these new Catholics have Kenneth who? You know, uh-huh. they, they don't yeah, know they who don't he know is. He is. Sure. Kenneth Copeland lays in bed at 6 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and listens to Brother Hagen every right. night. Right. You know, so I guess that's my spiritual grandpa. You know? yeah, <laughs> is that how we draw the line? <laughs> and then Oral Roberts was a spiritual father, so that's mm-hmm. my other spiritual grandpa, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he is our spiritual father we listen to him we're open to rebuke by him Mm -hmm. god delivers words for us through him Mm -hmm. um we go to the meetings we sit there we absorb we learn Mm -hmm. um mark 11 23 and 24 can be new again yeah and um once we think you stop um you stop progressing as soon as you think you know something that's right so you're you're just dead in the water you go no further exactly right so to think that we know all that we know out of any one scripture in the bible yeah um, we automatically begin to lose revelation yeah. because of it. That's so, one of our core values is continuous improvement. Mm. And the reason we made that that way was because we believe if the Bible says that when we get to heaven, it's going to take ages for him to reveal the fullness mm. of himself. How do we even begin to think we're going to get it all or even a portion of it here on earth? Mm-hmm. We have to continuously mm. be contending for it. Mm. And so I don't, ever want to stop learning amen right amen i want to keep growing i'm not gonna eye roll when they say turn to any passage (laughs) exactly that's right okay two more questions and we'll be done first of all i want to know what do you feel like is the greatest asset of being a woman in ministry we've talked about some of the Mm. difficulties what do you feel like is the greatest asset there's never been such a great time as this yeah um to be born I'm not Joyce Meyer right because Joyce Meyer is what she's 73 74 yeah something and like she that. started when she was 40 right so 34 years ago yeah she was pioneering if we think it's hard we don't even know about hard right 
um, because we're 30, we're 30 years the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Hickey and Joyce Meyer right. and Beth Moore. And, you know, yep. even Beth Moore has come out. Yeah, and talked about her frustrations. So there's never been such... Daisy Osborne. A, yeah. Teal Osborne's wife. That woman fought the fight, man. <sighs> Back in the day. Right. So we don't even... We talk about our fight, mm-hmm. but let's also bring perspective to it. Yeah. And I think our fight is not so much about the fight, but our fight is about how do we seize the day. Yeah. You carpe diem. Yes. So how do we seize this opportunity... Mm-hmm. The door is cracked. People are looking. And I told somebody, so there's a, um, there's a particular woman and she is a campus pastor at a mega church. And she is thinking about stepping out of her position Mm -hmm. because the pressures of it all. Maybe she feels like all of her gifts aren't being used to their Mm -hmm. maximum potential. Mm -hmm. And I told her, don't you know how many eyes are on you? Mm Mm-hmm. You're worried about what you're not getting to do. Yeah. And you're not looking at what you're doing. Right. And what you're doing is pioneering. Right. And all of these eyes are on you. And if you flake out. Right. Because you think you're not getting enough airtime or microphone time or gifts that aren't being used. Give God a second. Mm -hmm. Because he's got ways of letting all that come out. That's right. Don't screw it up. Mm, Good for you. And so I'm still praying for this person. Yeah, absolutely. That um, that she's patient mm-hmm. and able to stay on God's timeline. I believe her. I believe there is more in her. Mm-hmm. I believe it's not her time yet. Why? I don't know, but God does. I tell you, but her patience and her faithfulness to the things you shared with her will put her in t- in the right time. Yeah. I love that. And no telling what God will do. And not just for her. Sometimes it's, too, we get our eyes focused on us. Right. Like, I'm supposed to. Why can't I? Right. And God's like, it's not about me. It's about we. Right. And, you know, Sugar, you might be stuck at this precipice and you feel like you're on this pinnacle and this point. You're you're rocking back and forth. But she's really opening a door for so many others. Yeah. Okay, last question. Um, And I was careful about how we worded this one. (laughs) so I'm just going to read it straight off the thing. Okay. What do you feel is a right balance to strike between women rising up and confidently taking their place and the current cultural women's movement Mm -hmm. that can lean towards, uh, up with women and down with men kind of mentality? Mm -hmm. Because we know that's not God. I find that to be a very easy question Mm -hmm. and it doesn't scare me at all Okay, good. because the Bible tells us the answer. Yep. And it's that love never fails. Amen. So anything done in love is right. Anything done in hate Mm -hmm. is wrong. So it's, that's why, that's why we've, we've successfully navigated the the racial tensions Mm -hmm. with a very diverse congregation full of police officers and African-Americans who are at war with each other on the streets of Ferguson and come to church here and get along and stand next to each other and hold hands and pray. Right. Um, Because... Anything done in love, our first response wasn't planning the church. Our first response was what we called a love riot. Mm-hmm. They were rioting out of hate, so we decided to riot out of love, love with that. worship and praise and loving the unlovable mm-hmm. and inviting everyone and not judging because, well, the police officer was wrong. Well, the kid shouldn't have. No, no, not we don't. We don't judge 
any of that. We feel for everyone involved. That's right. And love never fails. So if you are a woman and you feel called to emerge on this front, Mm -hmm. as long as we remember, love never fails. Yeah. Somebody, and, and, and that's the same thing. It doesn't, down with men and up with women. I mean, even when I watched the Oscars this year, mm-hmm. I was like, there has never been so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. I turned to my husband and I said, it's an amazing time to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but a man doesn't have to be pulled down for a woman to come up. That's right. Another woman, it used to be you have to pull down another woman right. for, for it to make space for you. You don't have to pull anybody down. Mm-mm. God is completely capable Amen. of creating space. Amen. One of the things I want to ask real fast, I said that was going to be my last question, and I think we only have like three minutes left, but um, going back to the soul health issue, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you feel like was probably the biggest thing you had to do or you committed to to make sure that the torment that Mm -hmm. you endured in your growing up years and and then, of course, after your divorce and... Mm -hmm all of the abuse you endured, what do you feel like was the main focus you had to take to keep your soul healthy? I had to quit saying I can't Mm. because uh, in the faith camp, it seems like there's a little bit maybe of trepidation around the scripture. When I'm weak, Mm -hmm. he is strong because we're not supposed to say we're weak. Right. (laughs) Except for, um, I I have a quote that says, faith does not begin until our ability ends. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can't step into faith if we can still do it. So at some point we become too weak to, I can't lift 350 pounds. Never will be able to lift 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm too weak mm-hmm. in my bodily strength, but he is strong. It's the same thing with Ella's atrophy mm-hmm. in her legs. Right. She was too weak to stand, but in her weakness, he was he shown strong. strong. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that scripture. Mm-hmm. Because when I can't, God, I can't, that is the beginning of he can. Right. We just have to, one of the words in that Jesus calling book Mm -hmm. that jumps out Mm -hmm. at me a lot is allow Mm -hmm. and let. Oh, love that. Because it's not that God won't a lot of the times, it's that we're not allowing Allowing Mm -hmm. and we're not letting. That's so good. Thank you. Those are hard words. Those make my face like make a scrunchy face. (laughs) Right. That's true. Yeah, especially if you have any level of leadership um, tendency within you, then uh, control can be an issue. Hello. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh, Nicole, thank you so much for making the time for us today. We're so blessed to have this time with you. Thank you for being so open and Mm. candid with us. And I want to say thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. Mm. And when David and I got to meet you and Fred, it was so much fun. And um, <laughs> we just we just had such a great time getting to know you guys and getting to know your ministry and getting to know all the people that you're helping. And this is something I just want to say. You guys are doing more than you know. Praise God. Um, our visibility into who we touch and what we affect uh-huh. is limited by our, our sight. Absolutely. Um, and really it touches in the spirit. Yeah. And so that's where legacy comes in. Yeah. And, um, I, I know that you guys are doing new, some new things, yeah. but behold, I do a new thing says yes. the Bible. It's a new season says right. the Bible. Um, he's a God that never changes, but he's a God that is always doing a new thing. That's right. So he has the ability to not change and do new things all, all at the, the time. same time. And so I want to say thank you guys for having the courage to be new. 
Hmm. because things that do not, and I'm going to use the word evolve as a Christian, mm-hmm. but we, not, we like that word too, but not evolution, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Two right. different things, but things that do, do not evolve, they die. That's right. So you guys are an evolving ministry because we live in an evolving world. Right. You know, 20 years ago, people had dial up internet and today right. we watch TV on our phone. Right. So in this evolving world, you guys are doing things like podcasts and reaching mm-hmm. people and touching people and thinking about that next generation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say thanks for doing that. Oh, thanks, Nicole. Appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. Love you and David. Thank mm-hmm. you. Love you guys. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.